Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hi everyone, welcome to Adventures in Autism, episode 70. I am Megan Carranza, thank you so much for coming to listen. If it is your first episode, welcome. If you have been listening, thank you so much for following along and thank you for listening today. If you're listening in real time, it is New Year's Day. So I actually was planning on releasing just one of my typical interview episodes this week, but I thought in honor of the new year, it would be fun to sort of look back and reflect on 2019. And full disclosure, I got this idea from another podcast that I listened to. It's called Natch Butte. It has nothing to do with autism or parenting. Um, but if you like like beauty, makeup, self-care talk, it's, it's a really cute, fun podcast. And their host, Jackie, had pulled her top nine Instagram photos, like using that, that app you can download, top nine, and kind of just went through the, the top nine, the top nine posts of the year that she had. And it was really fun to listen to. And I thought it was a really cute way to sort of commemorate the year, especially because, you know, sometimes the things that resonate on social media are not necessarily what resonate with the person posting them. So it's interesting to see like what what your audience likes uh, versus what you like. So I thought that'd be a fun way to sort of wrap up 2019 and sort of look forward to 2020. So I'm going to do that. So I actually, I, I'm going to post my, my top nine on, on Instagram and Facebook. So you can see that. Uh, so check that out before you listen to this episode, but I'm going to kind of go through each one. And then at the end, I'm going to give a couple extra little top moments because honestly, a lot of these were really important to me. Um, but I have a couple more that I would, I would like to talk about. So, all right. So to kick things off the, the very first post, and I don't actually know if these are like in order of what really got the most likes. I think it's just top nine. So I'm just going to go through them. So the first one is actually a video of Logan and my youngest daughter, Layla. And I posted this video. It was, it was sort of like a mini throwback. Um, I know it was from last November, so it's actually, it's more from 2018, the very end of 2018. I posted it a couple months after it had happened. Uh, and it's basically like the sweetest thing ever. It was before everyone was going to bed. Manny always puts down Logan and I put down the girls. So I don't know if this night I was putting down Liliana. So he still had the baby, but he just plopped the baby in bed next to Logan and they're just laying on, laying on the the same pillow. And it's just a really sweet little moment where Layla's like reaching out to kind of touch Logan. He's just sort of smiling at her and, they are very engaged and connected and you can just see, especially in, in the baby's face, like how much she just adores him. Um, and it's, it's so adorable. So he took that video and he showed it to me after the fact. And of course my heart just completely melted. And one of the reasons why it is so special is not just that it was a really sweet moment, but 
When we had our second daughter, Liliana, Logan was just a little over three and he actually had not been diagnosed yet. We were kind of on our way to seeking a diagnosis. I don't think we had his appointment set up yet, but we were, we were looking into it or close to it. And he really was just completely disengaged with her. He honestly barely even looked at her like the first year that she was alive and which is a little crazy because she was colicky and screamed all the time. But he was just, he was not really present at that point. He was, his symptoms of, you know, autism were, were getting worse. His behaviors were getting worse. He was very much sort of in his own world at that point. And it, it was hard, but honestly, it wasn't super surprising to me because that was sort of what we knew of Logan up until that point. So then when we had Layla, it very quickly was just a different situation. Um, you know, Logan was a little bit older. He was five when she was born and he had been doing ABA for over a year at that point. And he just, he, he showed us a whole new side to him. He showed us this like big brother side that we had never seen with Liliana or just saw like very little glimpses of as, as she got older and she kind of like bulldozed her way into his world. He accepted small doses of her, but with, with Layla, he, especially as a baby, like he wanted to hold her. He wanted to hold her hand. He would smile at her. It was just the sweetest thing. And I mean, honestly, their relationships with both the girls, I think, are still kind of a work in progress. Um, he he definitely loves them, and he he likes being around them, but he also needs a break from them too. They're they're a little a little in your face. They're definitely like you know little sisters to him. <laughs> they're kind of pests, but they the three of them are so sweet together. And those moments when they are all interacting and playing together is just the absolute best for me as a mom especially as Liliana gets older she's like such a little mother to Logan and and to to, to Layla she always refers to them as the kids which is really funny I actually I think I might even bring her on for a little bit later so stay tuned for that um so yeah that was just like a super super sweet moment and and one that I'm so glad that Manny took the video of that we have forever because it's so special so number two is from Halloween just this past year, which we had a really crazy day <laughs> on Halloween. You know, I live in Chicago and the weather around here is just very unpredictable. You really never know what you're going to get. Some Halloweens we are, you know, the sun is shining and it's like 70 degrees. This year, that was not the case. It was a freaking snowstorm. And it was funny because earlier in the day, I mean, it was truly like a blizzard. Like there was just so much snow coming down. It was freezing cold. It was windy. And I was thinking that we would maybe try some kind of like indoor trick-or-treating option. I was really pushing for one of the malls over here has trick-or-treating. And I was like, oh, that'd be perfect because we can like then get something to eat at the mall and then just like go home and go to bed. Because <laughs> I feel like a lot of parents listening can relate. Like your kids just want to trick-or-treat forever. And then by the time you get home, it's like, oh, I still got to feed you dinner and give you a bath and put you to bed. It's just a long night. Well, as soon as we had like one trick-or-treater come to the door... Liliana especially was like, oh, no, mommy, the kids are out. We can go trick-or-treating. And I was like, oh, great. And Logan, of course, he's like chomping at the bit to go trick-or-treating and get candy. And he could care less that it's cold. He loves like being out in the cold and the snow. All the kids do. 
So I sucked it up and we bundled up. We had on every piece of winter clothing. I mean, there was probably like at least a couple inches on the ground at that point. I mean, it seemed like there was a foot on the ground. There was snow everywhere. Thankfully, it had stopped snowing and it was not quite as windy, but it was still freezing cold and very snowy and icky. So not necessarily what we had in mind for Halloween, (laughs) a memorable Halloween though. Um, But the, the photo that I posted is of the kids and their costumes. And I mean, they were adorable. They were from Frozen. Liliana was Elsa. Layla was Anna and Logan was Olaf and they were pretty darn cute. The girls had wigs and everything. Frozen has been on repeat in our house like since Logan was a baby. So very beloved. And uh, our littlest Layla, when she first started watching Frozen, she just fell in love with it. And especially Anna. That was I feel like one of the first words she said was like, Anna, Anna. So they were very excited that they were get to dress up as the Frozen, the Frozen cast. And they still wear those costumes all the time. (laughs) So it worked out very well. Uh, Number three was actually a throwback photo that I posted not too long ago. And the photo is from Logan's second birthday, his actual birthday, not his birthday party, but on his actual birthday, my mom and my sister and the little girls that my sister nannies for, we went to like a choo-choo train restaurant and it was a really cute day. Logan had fun, like seeing, you know, the food come out on the train and Honestly, there wasn't, there's not something super remarkable about that photo, but every year for Logan's birthday, I tend to get very nostalgic and I definitely think back on those early years with him. And especially when he had just turned two, we were very aware of a speech delay. He actually had just started early intervention before his second birthday. He was like 20 months old when we started. So he was already doing speech therapy and OT. And we knew that he obviously had delayed speech and, you know, maybe some other things at play. They were saying at that point that it was a global delay. But I'll be honest, autism was not really on my radar. Or if it was, I was burying it deep down. I remember talking about it with his therapist that year that he was in early intervention. I don't know if it was quite at that point. I think it was maybe a little bit further down the road with EI. But I posted that photo because, of course, I was, you know, looking back on on his old photos, like around his birthday. And in that picture in particular, it's, you know, me smiling at the camera. I'm holding Logan and he is not looking. And I mean, I have so many photos like that of him not looking. And when he was very little, it was easy to kind of get him, get him to look at the camera, smile. And then as he got older, I mean, even even at two, there are many photos of him not looking at the camera. And in the post, what I what I had said was that, you know, even before Logan was diagnosed with autism, autism was there. And I know there are many families or parents that their child actually goes through a regression. So maybe autism isn't there in those early years. I think for us, I mean, even back to the time when Logan was like a year old, I can think about things that he was doing that were easy to sort of pass off as typical like toddler behavior, but they they weren't. Like even with that episode that Manny and I just did together, we talked about him jumping in his crib. And that was from the time he could stand, he would jump in his crib, like as if it was a trampoline. So little things like that. And then, yeah, the, the not looking, things that we at the time were just like, oh, he's a busy baby. Looking back now, I can sort of piece together 
a lot more sort of clues of, of the fact that it was autism that we were dealing with. And that was sort of what I was saying in that post is that like, even before autism was really a part of our lives, Logan was obviously still a part of our life. And at that point he was the biggest part of our life. He was our only child. So, I mean, in some ways autism has always been a part of our life because Logan has autism. So that was sort of just one of those like realization moments of like, there's times when I look back at old photos of him and I'm a little bit not only nostalgic, but I, I feel sort of that pain of like, oh, that was a simpler time before we had to deal with autism. But really, all, the only thing we weren't dealing with was the label of autism. We were still dealing with like the symptoms of autism and, and everything else that kind of goes with that. So that was definitely, a, a, it stands out for me, but I guess it stands out for you guys too. Um, okay, so number four is actually a quote. And I'll read it. It says, parents of children who have invisible special needs often feel isolated, judged, and frustrated until they meet other parents on a similar journey. And I remember coming across that quote on Pinterest, <laughs> where I find most quotes. Um, sometimes I find them randomly on, on Facebook or something, or my sister will send them to me, but I always find great quotes on, on Pinterest. And it, it was just in like my homepage and it was one of the first ones that popped up. It wasn't even like I was like searching for quotes. And I remember it just like really sticking out to me because it's so a hundred percent true. I think we have all had those moments of feeling isolated, judged, or frustrated. But then when you talk to other parents who are going through the same things that you are, it's just like a breath of fresh air. You're like, oh my gosh, like you get it. You understand that when we go to the park, my kid is probably going to try to eat the mulch and you're not going to, you know, give me the evil eye that like, oh, that mother is, is such a terrible mom that her kid's eating the mulch. These are things that if you have typical children, you just don't deal with. I mean, there's, there's obviously some crossover. There's some things. And again, especially when our kids are really little, but as our kids get older and I know for me, like when all my friends had their kids, potty training kids that were Logan's age, you know, when they were like, you know, two and a half, three, three and a half years old. And Logan was nowhere near the point of potty training. That was, that was really tough. And I feel like those, in those moments, whether they judge me or not, I don't really know if, especially close people to me, I don't really think they were judging me, but I, I definitely, I felt a little bit judged or I just felt that isolated feeling. So that quote definitely always stuck out for me. And honestly, that is one of, if not the main reason why I started the podcast was not only to, you know, find people on a similar journey for myself, just so that I could have a community, but I wanted to make those connections with other people in the community and, you know, kind of give all of us that voice. Cause I feel like so often we are kind of dealing with all this in silence and, you know, listening to podcasts for me is just very cathartic and something I enjoy doing. So having a podcast about autism, listening to other parents talking about the same things I think is so valuable. And I know I've said this so many times, but I wish that this podcast was around when Logan was first diagnosed because I was looking for one like this and I couldn't find it. So whenever I hear that from, from listeners like, oh, I'm so thankful for this. I'm like, I am so glad that you have it because I know how much I would have benefited <laughs> from a podcast like this. So number five, this is a, a big one. 
This is a doozy for me. So it's the photo is just a picture of Logan sleeping, which if you follow me, I have several of those. <laughs> I'm definitely that creepy mom that will come in and, you know, creep on my kids and take a photo of them sleeping because I just can't help it. They're so beautiful <laughs> when they're sleeping. Speaking of quotes, I, I heard a quote once years ago that was like, motherhood is best appreciated when the children are sleeping. And that could not be more true. And that resonates with me all the time. But the photo is is Logan sleeping. And what's really important about that is what kind of went with it. Because that night before I took that photo, Manny was putting Logan to bed. And my sister was actually here. And I think she was helping me with the girls. Or I had already gotten the girls down at that point. And Manny called me in. And he was like, he's like, hey, come here. I need, I need to, you to hear something. I was like, okay. So I, I go in and Logan's like getting ready for bed. And Manny says, he's like, okay, Logan, tell mom, love you. And he repeats it back. He says, love you. And it was definitely an approximation. It wasn't like super clear as like, love you. It was probably more kind of like, oh, ooh. but it was very obvious that that was what he was trying to say. And honestly, I feel myself getting emotional right now, but it was like, the sweetest thing I had ever heard. And I broke down. I cried so hard. My sister was downstairs and she literally thought something bad happened. I mean, I'm emotional as it is, if you can't tell. But hearing those words, it was like, I didn't even know how much I needed to hear them until he said it. Like my heart had been waiting all this time. And I I know Logan loves me. He shows me that every day in so many different ways. But I'd be lying if I said that those words didn't mean the world to me to be able to actually hear him say it. And honestly, I'm at a very different place now with with Logan's speech than I was even when I started this podcast. I mean, I think for so long, I was just waiting for those words, any words. And I was so focused on him talking, whereas now my focus is communication. And so like he has his device and he's doing amazing with that. And I'm just trying to expand on that. Logan is saying new words all the time, not necessarily consistent. They, they might be words that we hear somewhat regularly. There might be ones that, you know, he only says once then we don't hear them, but I mean, any, any speech I'm so thankful for, but at the same time, like I said, I just, I feel a little bit differently about him like talking, I'm using air quotes. Whereas before that was such a focus is like, we got to get him to talk. We got him to talk. And now it's like, what can we do to, to have him just communicate effectively in the best way for him? And if that turns out to be talking, fantastic. If that turns out to be his device, fantastic. We just want to give him those tools to, you know, build his language in whatever way works for him. But yeah, that that photo and that night, I will never forget. Like, obviously it's still very fresh. Those emotions that was like over the summer when, when that happened. Um, and for anyone who is still waiting to hear those words, I am so with you and I am just praying that you do get to hear them. But like I said, I don't think that it should always be the focus. I think that helping our kids just improve upon their their language and communication in whatever way is best for them, I think that that is really should be like the goal and the focus. 
but man, those words are very sweet. <laughs> you do get to hear them. Um, okay. So I'm halfway done now. I'm going to take a quick break and then I'll be right back to share. Okay. Not halfway. I'm a little more than halfway, but I'll be able to come back and share the next four. So stay tuned. For you, the listeners of Adventures in Autism podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I often get asked for book recommendations related to autism, and one that I always go back to is called The Out of Sync Child by Carol Kranowitz, and it was actually recommended to me by a friend who is also an OT, and I read this book years ago before Logan was even diagnosed. It's not necessarily just for autism. It also goes into like sensory processing disorder or ADHD, but it's just very valuable information and a really great resource that I still pull from today, even though I read it years ago. So that's a really good one. Sometimes just to get my mind off things, I also just enjoy good old chiclet. <laughs> I love anything by Emily Giffen, like something borrowed or something blue, and those are available on Audible as well, but you can pick from any of their titles. So to download Download your free audiobook today. Go to audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism. All one word. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism for your free audiobook. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I have a special guest here. It's Liliana Catherine Carranza. Can you say hi? Hi. She wanted me to use her full name. <laughs> so I'm talking about New Year's. What do you say? What do you say for New Year's? You say, Happy New Year! Happy New Year! (laughs) What are some of your favorite things that happened this year? What did you like the best? Santa's Village. Santa's Village, yeah. That's like an amusement park that we have with all like kitty rides that's close by. That was super fun. What else did you love to do? open presents. Open presents for Christmas. <laughs> that was really awesome. What was your favorite Christmas present you got? A, a Doc McStuffin one. Doc McStuffin. She got like a baby nursery. That was very exciting. Any other big things that happened this year? Um, actually, my mommy, I want to tell you something. Okay, what do you want to tell my me? My Rapunzel Tower broke. Oh, your other present, your Rapunzel Tower? Yeah, that's that's one piece. Okay, well, well, we can fix it. Okay. Is there anything else that you want to talk about that was a big deal from this year? Um, uh, okay, now you're just being silly. What about starting school? You started preschool this year. That was so fun. Yeah. And now I'm going to get my big girl bed. Now you're going to get a big girl bed. Yep. We're getting, we're getting close to getting a big girl bed. Yeah. Is there anything else that you want to say? But, but where's that? Those are my notes. <laughs> but where's the pen? I already wrote it down. Oh. Okay. Anything else that you want to say? Mm-hmm. You're all done? Can you tell everybody, uh, Happy New Year? Uh, I assume we're not done. Oh, you're still not done. Okay, what do you want to say? Uh, uh, it's a skirt. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm recording in my closet, which is my recording studio, and there's clothes in here, including Liliana's tutu skirt. Okay, well, why don't you say bye, happy new year, and then you can put your tutu skirt on, okay? okay. What do you say? Bye, happy new year. All right. 
All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed that little interlude with my special helper. She definitely has the podcasting bug. Every week she's like, Mom, can I help you with your podcast? So had to had to have her help out for the new year. Okay. So getting back to my top nine, number six is actually a photo that I just posted a couple days ago. And it's the like hashtag decade challenge photo. So I have seen people do these before. I mean, obviously, I think the first time I saw it was like last year. I've never done this. I've never partaken in the decade challenge. But I thought this would be kind of fun. And I had sort of a a funny approach to it because I feel like most people, you know, they post the photo from 10 years ago and it's like maybe they're like looking a little awkward or they haven't like really grown into themselves yet. And then their photo from, from the present is just like them looking fabulous. And it's like, Oh, check out my glow up. Like I look so great now. Well, I kind of wanted to do the opposite (laughs) because let's be real. 10 years ago, I was in my prime. (laughs) I was 24, you know, single lady. Manny and I actually had just started dating. Uh, I think it's, important to say I was working. I mean, I've been an esthetician for like 11, 12 years now. Uh, so I was working at the time as an esthetician at Benefit Cosmetics. That was like my full-time job. So I was glammed up all the time, not just, you know, when I was going out, I was going to work with a full face of makeup on and, and cute dresses. And that was really like who I was. I am someone who enjoys that. I enjoy, I love makeup. I love all things girly and glam. I still, I'm still an esthetician. I'm still a makeup artist. So that stuff is really fun for me. But I mean, I don't really have the time (laughs) anymore to put into it. 10 years ago, I had nothing but time and I definitely was putting in the effort. So my, yeah, my photo from 10 years ago, I, I look rested. I am a freshly spray tan, had a nice glow. My hair was done, makeup on, had a cute dress on. And like I said, I mean, it was, I definitely was looking looking a little different than I do now. Whereas my photo from today, I purposely took it when I had no makeup on, like messy mom bun pajamas. I told Manny, like, as we were about to bring the kids upstairs for bed, I was like, can you just snap a picture right now? Because I'm like, this is the real decade challenge. This is what this decade has done to me. It has made me so happy and so very tired. <laughs> um, so I thought that was kind of funny just to to share like, okay, no, no glow up here. <laughs> um, but I think it is so important to say, yeah, I mean, this decade has given me so much. I became a mother three times over in this decade. I became a wife to begin with. Uh, like I said, Manny and I were just dating 10 years ago and we were, you know, just two crazy kids that got married. And a month later we got pregnant with Logan. And then, you know, the girls, three years after Logan was born, we had Liliana. And then two years after that we had Layla. So now it's like, we got this full house, Again, 10 years ago, autism was not even on my radar in the least. I knew nothing about autism. I didn't even think about autism. And now it is such a huge part of our family and our lives. And what I had said in the post, and I think that most of you, if not all of you listening can relate, is that, you know, good or bad... I have learned so much on this special needs parenting journey that, I mean, I think as parents, we just learn so much, but there are lessons that I have learned that I just would not have otherwise. And I've had to 
stretch myself to capacity that I didn't even knew existed. I have learned, you know, the, the depths of my own strength and just tenacity. And I am really so proud and so grateful for those lessons because I have come out of it a better person, truly. And I had said in the post, like, these are lessons that I didn't even know I needed to learn, but apparently I did. And honestly, I'm, I really am just very, very grateful. And wrapping up 2019, I am just hopeful for the new year and, and very grateful. So the next one is the picture from the short film float and it's the kind of the cover photo. So it's just like the baby and he's floating. And this is actually, I, when I first saw it, I thought it was kind of funny. Cause I'm like float doesn't really have much to do with me or our family, but I think so many of us can relate to every emotion and feeling that are wrapped up in that little short film. And it's, I mean, I've gushed about it, but it's just so beautifully done. And then on top of that, not only did just the the film itself means so much to me and I'm so like happy that it even exists. But obviously then to get to interview Bobby Rubio, the writer and director, that was such a big deal for me and for the podcast. You know, this year has been the podcast has been amazing and it's it's been such a huge part of my life and I mean I've talked about this before but I'm not really great with like time management. <laughs> I'm not necessarily great at holding myself accountable to things. And the fact that I have, you know, put the podcast on this whole, I mean, over a year now, it's almost a year and a half at this point, uh, is something I'm really proud of. And I'm, I'm so thankful for this community and everybody that listens truly. When I say that every week, I mean it from the bottom of my heart. And every time I hear from you guys, it just, it makes me so happy. And when I started this podcast, I, I didn't really, I didn't really envision that I would have like celebrity (laughs) kind of guests on the show. So that was such a thrill to, you know, watch flow and be so moved by it. And I had shared this, I think in the episode that I did with Bobby, but I watched float on a Monday and Friday afternoon, I was talking to Bobby. I was interviewing Bobby while he was at Pixar Animation Studios. And I that was just such a huge thrill for me. And it really showed me like, wow, this is this is a lot bigger than I had imagined that it would be. And just so special. Such a thrill to be able to talk to him. And especially because Float really did mean so much to me. So that was a big deal to me, obviously, because it was one of the top posts. You guys love that, too. I know you do, because I've talked to so many of you about about Float and how much it meant just to all of us. So that definitely sticks out for me, too. So then number eight, this is a family photo. And again, I posted this. It was already a throwback when I posted it. It was from a few months earlier. Now it looks very throwback because Layla, our, our youngest, you know, she's over a year and a half now. She's going to be two in April. Those were from the, those photos were from her six month photo shoot. So she was a little baby. That was actually a really fun photo shoot. I, I've used the same photographer since our wedding. Her name is Brittany McIntyre. If you are local, she is amazing. I will send you her info. She's just a doll. She actually, her dad works with Manny and we've just become friends over the years. She's done 
all my kids' newborn photos. And like I said, she did her wedding photos, she did my maternity photos. So we're close. So anytime I, I get photos from her, I'm just thrilled because she's amazing. Um, but that was actually a really fun, a fun photo shoot because we, we did photos with my whole family. That was like a kind of a gift. My mom, I think for either for her birthday or for Christmas, we did family pictures with my parents and my brother and sister. And it was really special. And I think we'll, we'll do that again soon. Cause especially when you have little kids, those photos do tend to look aged very quickly. Um, so that meant a lot, but the post itself was actually the very first time I did this where I kind of did one of those like 10 things you don't know about me sort of things. The podcast was pretty new at that point, And I had, you know, created my Instagram and Facebook just to sort of supplement the podcast. But as, as time went on, if you've been following me since the beginning, most of what I shared when I first started the show were like, quotes or then if there was a new episode I would share you know the photos of the guests that were on that week um but then I I kind of shifted and now it is a lot of our family and I mean it's still you know quotes and people on the show obviously but I I started sharing more behind the scenes and especially in that post it was kind of me saying like hey I'm the person who created this podcast and here's like, you know, a few random facts about me. So it means a lot that that is, you know, in, in the top nine that, that you guys liked that post. (laughs) Honestly, I think I've done one more of those, like get to know me kind of posts. And I, I like to read those. Like when I see people post them, I think they're fun. But when I, for myself, when I do them, I, I just feel like kind of an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I think I did one more. I don't know. I maybe I'll do it again someday. I just feel kind of silly. I yeah, the, that's one of those things where it's like I can do this podcast every week and feel okay about it, but then a post like that, like I just feel very exposed and just feel like nobody cares about me. Nobody wants to hear this. But I appreciate that you guys actually do enjoy enjoyed that post. Um okay, so number 9, the last one is another quote. And I was not surprised to see this one in there because I remember getting a lot of feedback about this. And honestly, it's one that I think about a lot. And the quote is, you were someone before you were their mom and that person matters. And that meant a lot to me when I first came across it. That was actually one that I I remember. I saw it on like a Facebook moms group, not even like a special needs parenting moms group, just like, you know, a typical mom group on Facebook. And it really stuck out to me because I I feel like we hear about, you know, self-care, self-care. And I think it is so important. And honestly, that is one of my goals for 2020 for myself is to like make self-care more of a priority and more of a focus. And I think that should be at the top of everyone's 2020 goals or resolutions, whatever you want to call them. And I feel like when you say like, oh yeah, I need, I need to work on my self-care. That is true, but it's also kind of generic. But when you talk about you were someone before you were their mom, almost like with that decade challenge photo, you know, the one from 10 years ago, like that, that person that I was for so long, I, I honestly don't feel like I'm that person anymore. I mean, I think there's a part of her within me. Sorry, this is getting kind of deep. Um, but I feel like I need to maybe get back to that a little bit, not completely. Cause I do think I have, I have grown in ways that I can't, I can't go back to. And I mean that in a good way. 
But like I said, I, I mean, I used to be the person who was like, you know, doing their makeup every day and doing their hair and getting their nails done. And not that that stuff is really like what matters, but at the same time, that makes me feel good. When I have my hair and makeup done and I have a cute outfit on, I, I feel good. Right now I am wearing leggings, a sweatshirt, and my hair is in a messy bun. I have no makeup on. And honestly, I feel fine. I'm not one of those people that like needs to have makeup on every day. But I'm just saying it is a stark contrast from the the girl I once was, the woman I once was. So I I remember, like I said when I posted that, a lot of people kind of chiming in with like, oh, that's so true. Like I need to work on my self-care. But like I said, I, I want that to be on all of our sort of lists this year of things that we want to really focus on. And it's something I want to talk about more and more on this show, too. I have a, a guest coming up that I know that that's going to be something that we're going to really focus on. So it's definitely something that I I need to figure out how that's going to work for me, because I know for myself, and I'm sure for many of you can relate, self-care is not always feasible. <laughs> or if it is, it's like, you have very little time for it. So you got to kind of squeeze it in where you can. And I do like just last night, I took a bubble bath and I put a face mask on and I, I felt it made me feel a lot better. And any, any little time for yourself, I'm kind of learning like my self-care practices might be like really small and like silly or not even seem like self-care to some people. But like for me, they are, they're things that make me feel good. Things that make me feel better. But at the same time, I, like I was saying, that post about the person you once were, I want to sort of elaborate and not just say I want to work on my self-care, but like I, I really want to kind of treat myself differently this year. And I don't even really know exactly what I'm trying to say with that. I don't know if you guys can relate, but I feel like I do just sort of think of myself as someone's mom or at this point three people's mom I don't necessarily think of myself as Megan all the time and I think that's important to not just be you know the wife mom whatever but to be your individual self and to kind of get back to that so those are my top nine that you guys like the best because those are the ones that got the most most likes this year um and honestly those moments are those posts all really resonate with me too so I was happy that they were all things that I could totally get get on board with and I was like yeah those are big moments for me too um looking back on just a couple more kind of like highlights of the year I mean like I talked about interviewing Bobby but obviously when I got to interview Jacqueline Larita for the podcast that was so huge to me. And not just because Jacqueline is, you know, a celebrity and she was on Real Housewives, but I talked about this a lot more with you guys after the episode came out. I think so many of us followed <laughs> their journey, whether it was at the time or after the fact. Um, and then a lot of people who never even really knew who Jacqueline was then were like, oh my gosh, I start, I've been watching this and this is amazing. Jacqueline and her whole journey on Housewives meant so much to me beyond just like it was a TV show that I liked. Like it really was very real and the way that they portrayed autism and showed their story, it resonated with me so deeply. And I, it was the first time that I really had seen autism in like a, I'm going to say normal way. I'm using air quotes. And what I mean by that is like 
making autism normal because autism is a part of our normal life. And I know all of you listening, it's a part of your normal life. Whereas like, if you didn't see something like that, your family probably does seem really outside the box and very like unnormal. But seeing seeing them on the show, it just like it gave me that sense of normalcy that I really needed. And it was so refreshing to see. So that that really meant so, so much to me. Um, and then also, obviously, I, I talked a lot about Logan's potty training, both on the show, but also on social media. And those posts were important to me, too, because I felt like it was a lot to share. And I definitely I do sometimes think like, oh, my gosh, like I'm such an overshare and I am an overshare by nature. But I I do think about that, you know, in terms of Logan and like his life. And I, I don't want to like overshare on things for him. But at the same time, I know so many of us are like going through those same things. So I, I definitely want to respect his dignity. And I try to do that the best that I can. Um, but that was such a huge thing this year that happened. And even though we are still working on number two, we had some, some potty regression. We are, we're in such a different place because he is potty trained and, you know, not wearing diapers. That is, that is so huge. That is so, so huge. Um, there's another post that sticks out to me and it was a picture of, my two daughters and it was actually from another photo shoot that Brittany <laughs> our photographer did um it's just a really cute picture they were wearing like matching yellow dresses and they were under this tree in our front yard it was in the springtime so all these like little pink petals were on the floor and it's just a really really sweet picture but I that post was really like to honor them because as Logan's siblings I especially as a mom I I so often feel guilty and I feel stretched very thin and like I give so so much to Logan and then they kind of get what's left over and I don't necessarily think that's true but it's like that's how I feel a lot I'm sure a lot of you listening with you know more than one child can relate to that feeling and that that post was really dedicated to them and how incredible they are and just how much respect I have for them. I I think all the time about my girls growing up in this family where, you know, autism is a part of our lives. And that's very different from how I grew up. And in that sense, I can't relate to their childhood. And that kind of makes me a little bit nervous, I guess. But that's something that I think going forward, I love talking with autism siblings. So I plan to talk with more. But I feel like I just want to continue to be conscious of and continue to make that time for my girls and make them feel special because so much of what we do is so focused on Logan. He he requires a, more care than they do on on a daily basis. Even more more than my 1-year-old, like truly. I mean, obviously she's still in diapers, so I have to change her diapers, but I mean, she is already at one and a half ahead of things that, you know, Logan is still working on, which that's like a whole other ball of wax to get into. Um, but yeah, that, that really stands out to me because I think so often my focus is Logan and obviously this podcast is about autism, but, um, my daughters obviously mean just as much to me. It's, it's a different, it's a different way that you love each kid. Uh, but they are so special. So 
That's the reason why I had Liliana come on today. Because <laughs> she deserves a little spotlight too. Okay, so that's all. I hope you guys are not sick of me since I've done two solo episodes in a row. It just felt appropriate last week talking about, you know, holiday traditions, which I hope everybody had an awesome Christmas. We really had a great day. It was pretty much exactly how I had said I thought it would be in that episode. We went to the Shed Aquarium. The kids loved it. We had an awesome day on Christmas. Logan loves his roller skates. He got a new orange volleyball because he his old one is just tore up. And he loves that. He's been playing with that ball. He, like I said in the episode, was not super interested in opening presents. He, he pretty much opened presents all day long because he would open like one or two at a time. And I think having that expectation going into it really helped me because I, I didn't feel really any sort of way about that. I was just happy that he was enjoying himself. Um, so yeah, so everything, everything went pretty much how I thought it would, but I hope everybody had an amazing Christmas. I hope you all have an awesome New Year's. We are planning to go to my sister-in-law's just for like a little kind of kid party. I don't think we'll last long. We'll probably be home by like maybe eight o'clock, nine o'clock if we're lucky. Um, but just something kind of fun for the kids. But I hope everyone has an amazing new year and I hope that, you know, for 2020, it brings all of us just health, wealth, and happiness <laughs> and that our kids are thriving and progressing and that, like I said, happiness is really what it comes down to. So I had mentioned last week, my goal as far as a podcast for, for 2020 is to get some kind of event together. And then for me personally, like I said today, it's really to kind of focus on, on myself a little more and, and self-care and sort of see, see where that gets me. So that's it. Let me know what your, uh, goals are or resolutions. I don't, I don't like to call them resolutions. I feel like that maybe sets, sets me up for, for failure, but I like goals or intentions for the new year, but that's all for now. So obviously in this post, we talked a lot about social media. If you are not following me, you can find me on Facebook at Adventures in Autism Podcast, or you can email me at Adventures in Autism 2018 at yahoo.com. Also on Instagram, <laughs> Adventures in Autism Pod. Um, but I'd love to hear from you guys. I'd love to hear about what your goals are for 2020 for you and for your kids. And I am like just a couple reviews away from a hundred on Apple Podcasts. So if you have been listening and enjoying the show and you have not left a review, please, please, I'd be so grateful <laughs> if you would do that. Um, and then next week, back to regularly scheduled programming. I have a few awesome interviews I'm waiting to release and I've got several lined up for the new year. So I'm super excited about that. So that is all for now, but until next time, take care. Music